anywhere, anytime, for everyone. This is jrootradio.com. So, welcome everyone to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. We look forward to creating the mental health awareness. The number to call up and to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we look forward to creating a mental health awareness. And we will be successful. So again, we're asking you to call up 718-683-5858, And Harav Nissen, there's a topic that we wanted to discuss. Yes. And uh, I will discuss it very general because it's really something that uh, we have to, uh, first of all, as a parent, as sibling, and we have to put it on our head that many times, many times we're doing mistakenly by not giving helping to the other side and what i mean okay i got last week i had two basically two people approach me with almost the same problem and i i, I would say like this that uh i got the, i i met a person that uh the person suffer from really really a huge verbally abuse from the spouse and uh, the life is it's miserable really miserable and unfortunately the person didn't check the background of the spouse before and found that the spouse is not very stabilized as, as a mental stabilized you know yes the other issue the other the other person that i had uh it's more or less the same the person the the, the parents of the parent of the person Another another uh, uh, person or that the parents always shovel under the carpet the issue of the parents the mental issue. The person have ever anger, uh, problem, breaking doors, breaking walls, you know. And they thought, okay, we get to find some shidduch for this guy, for this person, and uh, and this will be everything, everything done and. Uh, clean and unfortunately uh, after three years of marriage it's it's an, a nightmare for the for the spouse nightmare for the everybody the the person was hospitalized a few times and still the parents blame the all the world except themselves and except the, the you know trying to help the the the, the person getting the mental needs you know and you know me that i i great i am not so believer in in a mental you know but mm -hmm. in this in, in a certain st issue when the person is really sick he need to get antibiotic he get he need to get the the, the casting and I, I cannot you know I, I i i was very rude to the parents i'm telling you this week i was very rude to the person to the parents of this person i said leave him and get him the help as a need don't think is it's it's something that uh, you can you can shovel it under the carpet mm -hmm. so uh, as, as you as okay let's let's discuss this issue please okay and it's so important a topic that you are bringing up 
and it is so, so painful for so many people. And let's understand a large part of what's happening. There is a concept that, let's say you do a shidduch, and the person isn't so good. And it happens, but Baruch Hashem, we all have issues. I know I've changed so much since I'm married, Baruch Hashem, thanks to my wife, thanks to the way the Rabbani Shleilam is helping out everything that's happening. But if you would ask me, what would I say, let's say, is the worst diagnosis out there? It won't be a diagnosis. It is the person that is not a shaymeya, the person that's not willing to listen. That means they won't listen to a spouse when they say something. They won't listen to their parents. They won't listen to Rabbanim. They're not willing to listen. And unfortunately, these people will not listen to their accountants. They're smarter than them. They're smarter than everyone. Now, the danger... If it's just them that they're hurting, is a halbatzara. The problem is that when they get married and they're in the position of a husband or of a wife, or then when Hashem helps them, they're in the position of a mother and a father now, and they're acting very unhealthy, this information can go over to the children. It means either the children will start becoming codependent, they'll be afraid to, be, to say no. They'll be afraid to say, hey, I have needs. They'll be afraid to ask because maybe people will attack them or knock them down because that was the experience. They might even start thinking that certain behaviors are normal. Or that's one way or sometimes it's the other way which means the children are so pained, and the only way they can get information, the only way they can get their point across is if now they're going to challenge that parent. Now they'll become tougher. Now they'll become meaner. Now when the parent does one thing, they're going to do the exact opposite behavior, and they'll be upset at the rest of the family. Why do you give in to that parent? And unfortunately, they're not realizing that they are perpetuating the same pain or the same unhealthiness just the opposite way. So here now they're defending the whole family, but defending the family through pain. And unfortunately, the danger of these children are that their ears are stuffed, that they're also not willing to listen. Because they feel now that when everyone tried talking to the parent, everyone tried listening, listening means giving in. Listening means being weak. And they don't learn that there's a healthy balance. So what happens now is now about the situation, what you're describing, Rebnissness, sometimes you can have these children that they're tough. You see difficulties with them in school. You see difficulties with them at home. You see difficulties with them when they're leaving the home in schools. Those that if they finally, if they ever leave the schools, then you see difficulties with them in the workforce and in their marriage. And sometimes now the difficulties are on such levels that they have to be hospitalized. But even that doesn't work. I just want to explain it to you. In America, I know a little about the European healthcare system, which is even in more trouble than the American healthcare system is. The only way to be hospitalized, if it's a very serious, because hospitals are expensive and insurances don't want to pay for it. So if this person's hospitalized, that means the immediate emergency is done, but the person didn't learn to be a shemeya to listen, then unfortunately, Nebuch, their lives can be ruined. They can be going over and over to the hospitals. Ernest, do you agree? 100%, yeah. What is something that you recommend, Ernest, that you think the mother could have done differently? Because this is information for those listening. 
I would say that first of all, I, I you know, as a parent, you know, I, I'm looking at myself first of all as a parent, and it's it's very tough to to, the, to I would say to admit there's something wrong in our you know. It's first of all is shame and it's problem with the shiduchim of the other children, and all the nine yards that it's included in this bundle that's coming together, but. Be, it, you don't have to. First of all, you have don't have to be ashamed. Something, time, some, many times, something wrong, going wrong, is if it's hormone, if it's something that in the house, I, you know, name it. You don't have to be yeah. ashamed because when you're ashamed and you what do you call it, shoveling under the carpet, you're doing worse and worse and worse, and it's years that take later to take it out and discover the problem. You know, and especially what do you think if, if you marry, if let's say that the two couples coming from a, the same background, it's formula of children that unfortunately we see them in the street. We see them in the street, we see them in, 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 in you know, all the, the, you know, addiction just to get out of the miserable life. Yes. And this is, as, as I, I would say, that's as awareness of J Root Radio. And that, that it's very important to put it, to post it front, because I, until now, you know, nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to say about it. No, it's not existing in the, in the Yiddish houses. It's not it's, 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 it's existing in Yeshiva. It doesn't exist in Bet Yaakov, but it's existing. And yeah. that's why we're raising the, this this issue because Bemet Chaval, it's so uh, unfortunately so pity to to find them later. You know, go with with running the, the person running with the two kids and the, the the parents. You know, the mother or the father is not here, and and the the the, the parents of the, the the in-laws just blaming each other and fighting. Yeah. It's, so let's go to exactly what you said, that sometimes we have certain families where both the husband and the wife come from dysfunctional backgrounds. And that's okay, because Rabbi Shalom created it, and it's not a problem. That's what we're clarifying. We all have our dysfunctions. Sometimes people come from families that are cold healthy, and they know how dysfunctional it really is. The only point that we would like to recommend is just work on yourself. Just be willing to grow. Be willing to follow what's happening. It means follow what's going on within you. Follow what, what's happening all over. Follow who's someone you can speak to, who's Shiram, who are older people that you can listen to. Just follow that. Start listening. The tears that I had last week, I'm telling you, with the person, the husband is uh, the, the, so abuser. Uh, I, it's imp- I, I couldn't in a, in a Shabbat, all Shabbat table, I thought about this person, you know. And mm-hmm. she and and she told me, she told me that uh, she she didn't want, you know, she didn't want to listen to the the the, the people before the marriage. And then she didn't listen. And now she regret it and no regret it. You know, it's kind of something like. You cannot, you cannot even describe it. The the person don't want to go to to any uh, any any places, any any you know, any therapy. Just sitting home and doing nothing. Yes. 
This, this so is... let us clarify exactly what you're saying. To listen is so important, and unfortunately, if we can't, it could bring us to the worst places. Now, I guess if we're along these lines, let me just share with everyone the number again to call to ask your question. It's 718-683-5858, and let's go ahead and share now another sort of lesson with a question that you just sent me. And the question that someone sent is as follows. Thanks so much for your weekly programs. It truly enhances our lives on a great level. And it helps us grow and overcome the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis. Please, if you can share any chizik. I was with a therapist for six months now. Yet, she's about to take a maternity leave. And unfortunately, I can't make it to the last session tomorrow. How can I continue with someone who's replacing her? I had such a hard time becoming safe with her. I'm a single woman. Hope you could shed some light on the matter. And listen, the reason why we're taking this question is because it's exactly similar to what we are just discussing. That means that part of life's process is connecting. Part of life's process is building the connection, trusting more. Part of life's process is Ending a little means a relationship can cool off a little. And part of life's process is that that a relationship can end. And then what can happen is that the relationship can reconnect or connect to someone else on a healthier and on a stronger level. Now, when someone asks this question that their therapist is leaving, and Baruch Hashem for positive stories for maternity leave, Merit Hashem, what is happening is you're now feeling a loss. Now, I want to clarify, going to therapists is very different than just regular relationships. Because with this therapist, if you've been able to form a strong relationship, you're able to share some of the secrets, some of the pain, some of the points that you might have felt shame and embarrassed about. And what happens is now you feel so close to this person, and now that this person's leaving, you don't know if you can ever do it again. And that is normal. And we discuss, usually termination means ending. Or in our terms, that we discuss graduation, the way we call it, the Baruch Hashem, we've had a huge amount of clients that have graduated, like Mamish finished before the summer and now during the summer, that Baruch Hashem, it's, it's great. But at the same time, we discussed how they will be, Merit Hashem, they know the door is always open, they can come back. They know that if they need something, we're here for them, the quick phone call. But we still discuss what life's not going to be like without the therapy, when you're going to be able to think for yourself and think on your own what's happening. This happens when you have healthy parents, parents that teach you the connection and the disconnection. They teach you how to listen, but yet how to still have your own opinion. So when parents are not that healthy, the therapy sessions that we have with such types of children are very different. I mean, they'll question us, why did you tell me to do this? This is your fault that this is the outcome. We had a discussion. They made a choice, and we discussed the positives and negatives. And when the negative part came, which we knew it will come, they all of a sudden get very upset. means they have a difficulty. No one taught them how to just accept that not everything means 80% will work out, 20% won't work out. So what I want this woman, this single woman, to understand, that Baruch Hashem, you're now learning skills that you weren't taught. And this is exactly why, even if you can't make the final session, you can still call up your therapist and say thank you. 
You can send a card and say, I wish you lots of simchas and achas, Hashem. You can share these little stuff, not getting expensive and lavish gifts. But this is part of having healthy parents where they teach you, don't worry, you'll do well on your own. You're successful. The therapist is there to help you, but the real power is all within you. And this is the goal that we have. So what I would like you to know is you want to have chizik. Let me share with you that a therapist is very different than other type of relationships, and it makes sense for it to be hard. It really does, because there's someone that knows you better than probably your friends even know you. On the other hand, there's also another way to look at it, and that other way of looking at it is now you are learning how to connect and how to disconnect. You are learning that even someone as close as a therapist at times might not be able to help you, might not be able to be there with you always, which very likely they won't, and you will be able to connect to others. And Merit Hashem, you will see the big successes as you learn that. So recognize this is part of the process. It's A-OK, don't worry about it. And the more times you go through it, the more times you discuss it, the healthier, the more confident, and the stronger you will be. So, Reb Nissen, I would ask you, do you sometimes have that, let's say, you connect to someone, and then it gets harder, and you are very close to them, but then it also got harder again, let's say, or, or you disconnected, and now you think about it. It's, but you're still strong enough to connect to others. It's, it's really, first of all, it's a good cause that uh, disconnect, you know, I'm telling you, that's, uh, it's a positive way, and I don't think that you disconnect total, you know, it's not such as in disconnect total. And even it's a therapist, it's a profession, but uh, it's it's something that, uh, you, as you say, it lets you the option to grow up and continue uh, your voyage with with another 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 vehicle, another another vessel to to go and continue and grow up. And I think it's a, it's it's a good sign that first of all that you text us and give you a, you know I have the feeling about it. And this is something that's uh, very important to talk about with a the new therapist, if you need another another one. And I think mm-hmm. this will be a very successful because you you know how to to express yourself and just beautiful. It seems that it's work it's work good for you the six months. Excellent, exactly. And be aware to continue connect to the next one. That's a okay. So again. This is part of the life's process. You can continue doing it. You can continue growing. It's A-OK. Just continue. Excellent. That is so, so, so important for us to bring that up. Again, the number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. We have the first caller, okay? Yeah, so we'll let's go, go ahead. Uh, with uh, Mrs. R. Mrs. R. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Rabbi Nissen. Uh, yes, um, Rabbi Weinberger, I really would like to thank you for the uh, cold Barama line. I listened to the recordings for hours and hours, and I really learned so much from it. You're welcome. It's very, very informative. And, sure. Um, I'm, a, I'm an almana in my mid-40s. I have two children. And it like just like the nights are very lonely, and it provides me with just hours of insight and just from everything, I am now encouraged to reach out for help. Um, wow, I don't really I'm so happy. I don't really have a question that I would expect 
to be answered. It's I guess it's more of a situation, but since I lost my husband, um, I just became you know very pessimistic, and you know I just you know if I go to like a doctor appointment, anything medically, I always think is going to be turned against me. And like you're worried the hustle will be like bad yeah, news. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm very like I had something yesterday and today, and I'm just impossible. I can't. I expect the worst, and I, I experience the worst, and I just, I don't have any. You know, just the medical world gets me so uptight, and I, I know I really need help. Yeah. I am, I'm, it's just got to an impossible point. I mean, everything makes me nervous. I, my oldest is 19 and she, you know, she's learning how to drive and she's going to have her life soon. And I'm just always so nervous, like of all the, you know, all the drivers that could cause problems. And I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel pessimistic and burnt out from everything. Now, can I give you a lot of validation to say that it really makes sense, everything that you're feeling? means if we look at the mind as a machine, a machine that Hashem has created, and there is only so much that the car can go when the car then needs an oil change, when the car needs to rest. Let's think of a, of a racing car. A racing car has very special needs. That means it does a pit stop, and you've got an entire team of four or eight, let's say, mechanics changing the tire, making sure everything is working out well, checking if there's any little damages going on. If there is, they're trying to fix it right away because they're racing against the time. So let's right. understand that when you're driving a car very fast, which is Nebuch, let's say I'm assuming the way you're I'm reading between the lines that to your husband he wasn't well and there were some medical conditions that were going on. Yeah, he was born. He was born with a medical condition. I was his sole caregiver for wow. 22 years when we wow. got married, and we just wow. I I mean, we just had the most beautiful. It, it was we were very old fashioned. I mean, you know, if his leg hurts, my my leg hurts. I mean, and I'm I'm just lonely now, and I don't. It's it's so hard not to have another adult not care for you. Yes. It's you know I'm not expecting any answers, but I no, guess I'd I, like you to be aware. There's a lot that you could do. There's really a lot that you can do, by the way. You realize that you are exhausted. The mind is tired. That is very real. These are normal feelings that you're supposed to be feeling, but at the same time, there are ways out of that. That's the beauty of therapy. And what you're going through sounds a lot like trauma. Losing a spouse, taking care of him for years, watching him... Get, you know, get a little bit more sick, a little bit more ill, trying to help out, plus being a mother, you're describing as your daughter that you're taking care of, and so much, there's so much going on there. Yeah. And you've got to take care of him. Take care of yourself. You've got to get energized. There is a way to recharge the brain. There really is. Just like you have those at the racing cars, when the car is driving so fast we need quick tune-ups, you've got an entire team. You've just been through a major car accident. You lost your spouse for 22 years. You're the sole caregiver. That is so much kayak and effort and energy. You're so connected. You lost part of yourself. 
I did. When mm-hmm. Yes, when we're married, we really become one with our spouses. I've heard so many Almanas or Almans saying, you know, we're married. I didn't really think I missed her that much or I loved her that much. You know, we fought. Now that they're gone, I can't imagine. I can't believe it. I regret every fight we ever had. Why couldn't I give in more? Why couldn't I do more? That's that's really that's really the truth, and that's what I tell people that, that you really have to count every second should count. It's 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 hard, but I look back at it, and I, at least I could feel good that I I tried everything. Yes, but I, at the I same really time, did, you're still affected by it. That's all yeah, that I'm saying. I'm very. I I didn't really yet. I. I feel that I haven't, I don't know, accepted, but I haven't really dealt it. I was in, like, in the room with death, and I haven't really yet dealt with it. Yeah. And it's, that but your, that your um, show in the Koba Rama just is giving me so much encouragement. Trust, I want you to realize really, that. It's such an honor to talk with you. Thank you, thank you. But I, I really want to tur- I want to get this program to you now. Means, how would you re- do? You understand something that a cell phone needs to recharge? Yes, yes. Do you realize that just because your husband was nifter and now you're not taking care of him, it does not mean that the brain recharges? So many people make that mistake, and they think, okay, now that it moved on, now the brain's recharging. No, that's not how it goes. Imagine you have the cell phone is still working or the plug where you got to plug in to recharge is clogged. Will you be able to recharge? No. That's right. When there are big traumas, sometimes you need more voltage to get the battery going. Right. right. And it makes sense that wherever you go for you to be afraid or concerned or worried. This just really makes sense. That's normal. I've just, um, I became impossible just with simple medical appointments. I, I jump three feet in the air when I see somebody in a white coat. I That's guess, right. Uh, I'm just very, I've been this very is, again, affected. trauma. This is exactly what trauma looks like. Okay. So now that you know that this is trauma, the question is, can you find, let's say, a therapist, not saying, Hatshom, there's something wrong with you. I just want to make sure you realize that I'm not blaming you in any which way. No, I All understand. All I am saying that. is that there are therapists that are trained to help work out this trauma and clarify this trauma. And, and now that all of a sudden the body can recharge itself. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Yeah, I see there's no I see there's no other way because I can't handle it on my own. That's and right. Just, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Okay. Okay. So yes. can you hear that you're healthy and you're normal and you lost your spouse and we just need help? We all do. Yes, I know. I, I understand. I need to be re energized and it's possible through through therapy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we can deal with it and how to recharge. And there's so much out there, so much out there. There are so many great systems that we can really help. There's trauma work. There's EMDR. There is, um, first of all, just the cognitive, just CBT, just cognitive therapy, just talking about a lot of the pains that you might have carried 
or, or different different traumatic memories that you might have had. Or sometimes, Baruch Hashem, while you know you did the best that you could, sometimes there could be some emotions, some nagging guilt coming up. I should have done this. Or maybe I should have trusted my instincts. There's all that. Or sometimes worried about your kids. And yeah. you could now, let's say now, when normally you would be able to let go, like let your children, like you said, like let your daughter drive. But because you might have, let's say, lost your husband, so now you're afraid to let her go. It might not even be Hashem about accidents, just in general, just letting go. These yeah, are all, all possible. It's, it's become very difficult. And the girl, and I, I have two daughters and, you know, teenagers, and they both tell me that um, it's just I'm not acting rational. I stand at the door if, some, if two minutes late. You know, they, they call it like the jack-in-the-box service. The minute they're at the door, I'm, I'm behind the door opening it. And it makes them very nervous. Yes. It's, I know it's, it's, it's like a very unhealthy situation. That's right. So all, what I want you to hear is it's very possible, very easy. I, should, I don't use the word easy because we don't know, but it's very possible to work on. It's really, really workable, Baruch Hashem. Okay. 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 I really, yes, and th- th- thank you so much. And yeah. just uh, for the record, it's J-Root Radio. Yes, this <laughs> is J-Root Radio, yes. Oh, no, oh, yes, no, I, 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 I know, but I... Yes. Um, Good. You know, I was reading yes. the article of Couch in the Attend, right. and it had that two nine eight two zero one one number. Yeah, that's my phone line. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's not. This is where we have the recording of um, of J right. Radio. And yeah. um, okay. yes, I know. I know this is J Root, and it's just. I listen to actually both, you know, like Thank shows you. that go back way back, and it's just your answers are always so on target and clear, and just really learning a lot from it. Thank you, thank you. What a schuss and what an honor, yes. And bracha okay, v'atzlecha. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Sure. Good night. Good night. Okay. Okay, we'll go to Miss S. Ms. S, hi. You're on there with Mordechai and Arav Nissen on jrootradio.com. <laughs> Miss S. Yes. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's Ms. R, actually. Okay. Ms. R. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. So it was like, it was a few months ago, probably like four months ago, and I had something, I didn't, whatever, basically, I didn't faint, but something like that. Okay. And since then, it was, it was because I was in a house in, like, a cramped room, whatever, and I didn't drink and whatever. So since then, I really have a fear. Whenever I'm in a hot room, whenever I don't, like, whenever I think about it, I feel like it's going to happen. I really have a fear. I know it's only thought. I know it's not going to happen, but I really, I really, I really get scared, but I know it's not going to happen, but it still, it still scares me. So I want to know if there's anything I could do to like to call my um, I think your question needs someone with a little bit more open and, and things like that. Like this is, you're asking a how-to. I just want to know it's workable, but it's not possible to really share the answer on air and really make changes. We can create an awareness, but you're asking a how-to. So you're very brave for calling up, and you're aware, and it's very nice of you to share it. And I just want you to know that it's very, very workable, Baruch Hashem. Okay, thank you, anyways. Yes, 
Sure. Thank you for being so brave and calling up. It really means a lot to me. And I'm just sorry. It's just a how-to question. So it's very hard. Plus, there's a lot of information that, like, I feel like we're, we're not going to be able to share a workout. So I think it's much safer and better this way. The number to call okay. up is 718-683-5858. And we go to Mrs. F. And we're going to Mrs. F. Mrs. F, you're on the air with Mordechai and Herav Nissen. Um, hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, can I share a comment? Sure. A compliment to me. Okay, it's about your book. Um, I, I must say that when you started talking about the book, I thought that eventually I want to buy it, but a big chunk of the information I know because... I took your parenting workshop last year, and you discussed the natures over there, and being a water nature myself, I, I'm intuitive, and I generally pick up on certain people's natures. I, always, I wanted to buy it, but I didn't, I didn't think I was going to gain as much as I did. I must say it was the most tremendous um, eye-opener to read the book, besides the fact that I wanted my teenager to have it at home, so it was also a push, because I wanted her to read from somebody else's point of view, besides what mommy can say. It was so beautifully written down and so exactly, um, and it was split so well into understanding and, sorry, and practicality that I found it really, it was far beyond my expectation. It was so, so amazing. So I had to call up to say how amazing it was and to share an experience I had using the book as well, if I may. Yes. So let's just share with everyone, Baruch Hashem, the new book that has come out about a month and a half ago. It is called Mastering Relationships, and it's based on the four elements of Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Afar, and how each element has its strengths, each one has its weakness. We each have all four of them within us, and it's all about how we're making peace within ourselves and peace with all our relationships that we can see the positive in the other person. Instead of being upset why they're a certain way, we're actually seeing how they can grow and seeing the positive to the other side that I, chances are I need to bring that in myself a little more. So I appreciate you sharing how you didn't think it would be that pertinent no, so you I knew the information. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I spoken high regards of it in theory. I was Telling um, you know my, one of my parents asked me what what it's going what it's about this book and I said look I know a bit because I saw it from the thing and I explained um, and I and it was on my plan to buy I said one of my family said they're going to get it from, they got it from the library I said I want to buy this book I just didn't think it would add to my present idea of how you had explained it in the workshop on the hotline which I listened to plus of things that I understand from natures over the years I didn't think I'd learned so much. I knew it was going to be something that I'd learned from. So can you share with me what is some of the so much that you learned? Sorry? What is the so much? Like, what did you get? Could you share with the listeners a detail? And again, the name of the book is Mastering Relationships. So what happened was um, a a relative of mine who is a different nature than I am, and over the years I've learned to appreciate that every person is different and, and they don't mean necessarily bad if they are doing things differently. I've learned how to look at the person in a positive light. But when I, after I had bought the book and I thought to myself, hey, I wanted something of this person, which I wasn't sure how to go by. I opened the book. I looked at it as a manual. It was very practical for me because when I looked at that particular element, um, positivity or 
or what you put the hands, I can't even remember the wording you use, as, as their strengths or That's what right. they like to be encouraged in or something. I looked for, for a guide. It was so easy and it worked so well when I implemented that little change of what will make that person feel better coming from their point of view. Because usually I think, you know, how can I say it in a nice way? But how can I say it in a nice way means how can I think of wanting somebody to say it to me? I mean, what's my perspective? But when I looked at the end of the book as a manual, okay, this is the nature. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? I didn't even have to go through so many. I just looked, what? What do they like to hear? What do they work well with? What? It was literally a manual. One plus one is two. So I implemented that little bit into the conversation. And it was so remarkable how that little bit of understanding of that person came across. I didn't say, I looked you up in the relationships book and I decided that this is how to ask you. And this is a person I relate to the whole time. But it was such a little thing that I picked up as, you know, as a, as I say, as a, as a manual. This is what you're supposed to do. And not that I think like that the whole time, because I generally relate to people from my from my own intu- intuition. But if something's not working, then it was amazing to me how it was step by step. This makes it work. This is this is their pros. This is their cons. This is their ups. This is their downs. Rather than a whole theory of what people are Thank like you. without being Thank down you. Thank you. That is really on it. And I guess after Torah Nissen. It's, I say every week I'm going to get to you the book, and I still didn't get it to you. So, Merit Hashem, that's this week's goal, writing it down right now for tomorrow, Merit Hashem. But when I went to buy it, it happens to be, they said to me, there's one copy left, and I live in England, in, and, and in one of the specific places where I didn't think there'd be so many, but when I called them up, I said, is there, yeah, there's one book left, I'll hold it for you till you come over. So even over here, it's gone Baruch Hashem very, very fast. Yes, I was told in England, Bachshan, they've also sold out. Like most stores are like on their third and fourth um, shipment. So Bachshan, the the positive feedback is really off the charts. I am I am so thankful to everyone for really, for really spreading it, spreading the word, and just helping it, Bachshan, be be a success and helping people. Like you're saying, it it changes the awareness, and all we need is just to change awareness, just to change the way we think, and then it changes so much around us. It really does. It is just so much shalom and bracha and getting along. It's so important, so important to be able to see that people are working more from where they're at and not to look at it as if they mean to hurt us or they mean bad. It's just the nature. And when we learn to master ourselves, so much changes all over. May I ask an interesting question? Go right ahead, please. Are you planning on... um translating it into Yiddish and having the Yiddish-speaking public read the book as well? So we are currently still in the middle of translating the first book alive. And that okay. is that has taken me over a year so far, almost over a year to translate. We're not done that yet. So we'll probably do one book at a time. Merit Hashem, I would like to, but you'll be surprised how much harder it is to translate a book than to just write it from scratch. I did not think it would take that long. I thought it would be so much easier. You just need to translate it. A lot of the stories need to be translated because the certain, just the way it is, the Yiddish language has just a different view, different stories, and then it's got to fit. It, it just takes time, and it's not that simple. It really isn't that simple. May, may I ask another question? Go ahead. It has to be taken wrongly. Um, 
would there be a possibility for me to try and help with the translation? That is wonderful, but I'll tell you, I have someone on top of it because if I start getting into the details, I wouldn't be able to do other stuff. So are you a translator? Just curious, have you translated any books before? No, but I have a good command of both subjects and both languages, and the subject interests me. Wow. So I thought maybe I'd be able to try a little bit, see if you like it, and if you like it, then maybe I can continue, and if you don't like it, then I didn't mind trying. Okay. That's a nice way of you mentioning that on air. Uh, maybe what I'll tell you is I'll have you then just call the office and just ask to speak to the manager, and he can, with pleasure, you know, well, definitely it's an option, and try something. We'll see what it looks like. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That. Okay. And thank you for everything again. It's really, really been a help. Thank Baruch you. Baruch Hashem. You're so, so welcome. Great. Yeah. Have a wonderful evening. And thank you for staying up so late. And thank you for this positive. Really, really special. Um, Harav Nissen. Yes. Who do we have next? We go to Mrs. S. Mrs. S. Hi, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen on jrootradio.com. Hi, it's me? Yes. Hi. Um, I'm also actually calling in for the book, uh, a positive about the book. I oh, please go to... ahead. With the greatest of pleasures, I love hearing positives about the book, about anything. But yes, please go ahead and share it. First of all, I was glued to it. I was like grabbing it. My daughter brought it home, and I sat like all of a sudden I saw it like one and a half hours with a book in my hand. Mm-hmm. And it was like Friday, and I was like, I got to get to it for Shabbos. I was like, Mom is glued to it. And then I um, I took it like every second week I have a support group for the yeah. Jewish women. And I took along the book, and we were all over this book. It was like so exciting. That, that is so nice. Thank like, wow, you. Wow, this is the book. I got the target over there. Wow, thank and you. And again, I want to realize for people to know, if you know the amount of money or little money that I make off it, the first book, I'm still at a loss. So the goal of writing the books are not to make money. No, I probably of one session that we do, I probably made, I probably from one session, I make more money than I made from all the books put together. The goal of the book is to be able to reach people. It, it has a whole different effect of listening to a program and reading it. And just like reading can do certain ways, listening has a different way. So I'm so happy when we get messages of how this program, when people can call up how it helps. And at the same time, yeah, of people reading, about, there's something to that. Yeah. I never think about about the money. I was thinking you're helping. It's such a help to, I yes. finally understood, like, my son, my ex-husband, a lot of things that I, like, opened my mind. Like, wow, how you, you, it's such a talent to understand another person and to bring it out in a book. I was like, something I was laughing. It was too funny to see, like, wow, how does he know? It's very, very interesting. I was actually, I was only in the earth I was um, reading from beginning to the end. Because it was very interesting to me that part. But my question to you was like, I was, that was also a little funny. I shared it in the group. We were all laughing. I said, um, I asked the therapist, "Is there a fifth element?" Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking I have to ask it from you. There, there is, the by the element. way, there really is, and I didn't put much on it. Much on it. The fifth element is right in between the Eishmaim Ruach and that is the Rachmias. That's the Shechina. 
but I did not go into that because Allah and things like that. Yes. And why was but, I? Why, why is that my question? Because I was thinking. I'm, at first, I, I I searched for the test like everybody does, and I was and I was thinking, where am I in, in this book? It doesn't make sense. I I found a little in in the fire, a little in the earth, a little in the. But I didn't. I couldn't say that one is wow. That's me. I I I, I couldn't um, find myself in there. But I was thinking maybe you can help me. How to how do I find myself in the four elements, or in one at least, like to say, okay, this is this is me. Well, first of all, the test. How did you do on the tests of each chapter? Where how how high or how low were your numbers? I would say I don't know. I would say like. In one, I didn't find myself at all, uh, or in two, or in one, I found myself one of the numbers, but I, I couldn't identify, like, Earth, I was reading, because I, I felt it's totally not me, I understood, I saw it in a few other people, but I, the examples were very, very good to see, I, I, I was also searching in the examples to see, like, the stories from the boy, the girl, the husband, the wife, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't put myself into that Mm-hmm. It's a okay. fire. I saw myself in a few places, but but not everything. I would say more not than yes. So I was thinking, how do I? Maybe I have to start all over from from not opening the book in the middle, starting from the beginning. I don't know what like. Well, again, the way to get your numbers is to take the test to see which one you're lower at, to see which ones you like yourself at. That's a lot of what we want to. What we want to focus on, you know, see where you where you. When you say you low, what do you mean by low? Low means you have a low number, and then when you do the test, you do one to ten. Each there are ten questions, and each right. one you rate yourself one to ten, so it's very easy to figure out the numbers, where you are. And then you see which one are you most likely. Do you like, do you like, earth? Do you like grounded stuff? Do you like dreaming? But. I just want you to know you asked a great question I didn't put in there, and that's the fifth element is Rachneus. And that's what I keeps all the elements together. I didn't together. know it's a real answer. Yes, yes it is. And I didn't put it in there because it was going to get, it gets complicated if I start talking about Rachneus or I put it in there. So I left it out. But yes, there is that fifth element. That is that puts everything together. Remember, a, a person is made up of all four elements, but where is the, the real part, what makes someone alive? is the Ruach HaLikim, having the Rabbi Shalom in us. So there's a fifth part of this, the Neshama, and that's a very important part. Also, I want to tell you that I didn't hear anybody saying the cover of the book. Maybe someone said I didn't hear. The cover of the book is a very, very, I like the lettering, and the, the whole thing is, is the pictures of it. My therapist also was looking at it. She was like, wow, she took a picture from her cell phone. She's going to look for it. I was like, okay, good luck. I don't know if there's any in the story left. For you, but um, she was the the cover was very. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Excellent. Nice so I really appreciate. So thank the real so goal much. is to yes, to, I appreciate you doing it. I appreciate you sharing it to support group and more women and more people out there could just get chizik from that understanding themselves, understanding others. Feel free to lend it to them. Let them read it. Just get the information. Getting more shalom within ourselves and shalom and Yisrael, Understanding different natures. It, it really means a lot to me. Someone called me up. I actually spoke to them last night, and they were just sharing with me that there was a very there was a person.
personal well-respected. I don't want to go into which field because I don't want it to come out, but someone that was very well-respected. And for about six to eight months, they were fighting with two of their top employees. Now, of course, you know, when there was a boss and two top, let's say, managers are having a rift, there were major issues. They went to one or two people to try to work it out, and they were fighting. And then one of the people that I know that tried to make Shalom followed up with them about two weeks ago and said, how's it going? And the boss said, oh, everything straightened itself out. And this person that I know asked, how did it straighten itself out? He says, oh, I got Mordechai Weinberger's book on mastering relationships. And it got clear. I am off our, I'm grounded. I need things done right away. The top managers that I hired is their ruach. They're the dreamers because in the, the type of field that they're in, we need the emotions. We need the caring. We need the ones having, let's like imagine it's a school or let's say it's taking care of elderly people. So it's about giving them feelings, don't worry about it, and things. And she says, you know what? They're amazing in what they do, and I am the boss on top. I need to do what I do. And I understood that they're not bad. And when they're telling me to let go, and I'm saying, but we have deadlines, and I'm thinking there's something wrong with them, I was able to realize, no, 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 no. They're just right in their position. It's my job for me to push them. It's their job for them to push me, sort of saying, let's be more emotional. And once they just understood it, the entire Entire dynamic change, and they were able to work out a balance. So just last night, I got this call from someone telling me, I got to tell you that for several months, this, it was a, a pretty big, let's say, organization where they were having a difficulty, and it was affecting the whole organization when the head and the two managers under them were having a rift. And Baruch Hashem, just reading the book, uh, made a major change. So that was a huge chos, and I was very, I was touched and honored. Can I ask you a question about it? Okay, sure. Um, so I was thinking, why am I so, that I understand the earth, because it's in my child or my ex-husband, I understood it so well, and why can't I find myself so easily? Well, we also tell that's... people that if you're not sure where you are, most of the time you're water, because you can find yourself everywhere, so that's usually water. Water is most of the time the one that sees themselves they could do everything. Yeah, many times those that don't see themselves in any place are really water because that's water. You can see yourself being creative. You can see yourself being in spark. You can also see yourself being grounded. That's water. Water, by definition, is it's flexible, and it will take the shape of anything. It will turn hot. When you make a coffee, it will turn cold. It will turn ice. It will balance itself out. It's still technical and tangible to be earth. It can evaporate into air. Wow. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'll I'll start reading the water. Yes. I was on reading the, the text, but I didn't I didn't see myself. But I can start again. But anyway, thank you so much. It's like a, a wow wow book. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Harvest, right, so what thank do you, you say to this? Uh, it's, it's great. I would say that's really great about uh, that you're helping other people and uh, this really book. Uh, and I I wanted to say about the fifth, uh, you know. The fifth location of uh, yes. the book, you know, this is really important to to understand that many people are not finding themselves in in the right square or the right. Yes. So, and we all, you know, we are not black and white, and we are we have a a, a lot of grade of shade of uh, gray and other, and many times, you know, just take the, the what you call the centerpiece and work with it 
and later try to find which one you can, you know, pulling you to the, the to the other direction. But I I, I really believe and and the fifth uh, dimension. That's right. Yes. Exactly. Is so water an, an emotional? Uh, is water emotional? I'm thinking maybe. I, I know. I know a few facts. I am, but I don't see it in the. Yes, water is emotional, but water keeps their emotions in. They don't share it. Fire will share all their emotions. So you see, so here I feel like I'm fire because I do, I, I, I need to share my emotions. And if I yes, don't share it, water needs to share the balance. So fire needs to share it in a very loud way. Water needs to share their emotions, but gentle. So today I had an hour conversation with the manager of the office. I said, okay, now I need you to listen. This isn't therapy. I have separate for therapy. I just have, like, so many things going on in my mind. I need to clarify. I need you as a manager to ground me. Like, that's where I have a manager. He is my boss at times. Like, okay, I'm going. He says, no, 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 we're focusing on this first, that second. Just getting it clear. So I don't need to share the emotions and yell and scream it out and make a big deal out of it. But I still need to get it out. So emotion, I am mostly water. So, um, water people need to share emotions. You gave an example in the book, like the the family sitting in the car, and I can't remember the name of the the girl and the boy, and and she's looking out of the window talking about a bomb. I was laughing. It was so funny because I I think it was by Earth, and she was saying, oh, why do you need to know that question? Why do you need to know an answer Mm -hmm. about that? I was thinking that also I, I felt like, it's also part of a little emotion. The child needs to express what's inside and what he sees. And, yeah. and the other one doesn't see, like, what do you need to know it for? Why do you need to talk about it even? That's right. That's right. That very is right. Book. Very, very, very informative and very, wow. It's like a very, Thank you. Thank you. It, and again, the book is called Mastering Relationships. Appreciate it. And we've got one more call that we're going to take. So, so welcome. So appreciate you calling up and sharing that. Really, tonight looks like it's a book night. We haven't mentioned that the last two weeks. And tonight, Baruch Hashem, I thank Hashem for that. Yes, it was also interesting because the book is not being sold on Amazon. And I've actually asked some people, those that have heard it or something like that, that have read it, if they could share some feedback. And we've already got, like, 16 feedback, which is huge for a book, for a from book you barely get. We've already got 16 feedback of what people got. It's just beautiful. It's really nice, and I'm just so thankful. You know, people, if only those that have read it, how much they like that. So that's really special. Thank you. So, Ervinison, who are we going to? Uh, they dropped the call. So, but oh. I, I want to talk about. You know, we started the show with, I would say, parents, kids, and all this stuff. We have some context, a very, very, you know, uh, I would say, unique test between relationship uh, parents and children. I really want. Uh, we won't discuss the what the details, all the details. But I think that uh, it seems like that the the person that's writing it uh, very embarrassed from the parents behave especially in uh and shabbat table isn't it yes and yes. i i feel i feel that i feel that the, the, the i would say the the pain from this girl uh, from the from also this person that uh about it and i i see th- i think that you know the what do you think about it i think that uh, we have some kind of uh solutions possible okay so let's go ahead and, and let's go ahead and read the question should we read the question yes yes Okay, so the question goes as follows. 
Um, here we go. Hi, Rabbi Weinberger. Uh, well, first, we'll read this. Arab Nissen, thanks a ton for the huge awareness and tremendous mitzvah. I listen to it all the time. May Hashem bench you and your families. Do you think, if you have time to discuss on the phone line the family expenses and right away the budgeting without putting stress on the family, as I sent text this week, thanks. Wait, that's not the one that you're referring to. So I guess this was a question someone's just asking about family budgeting. When you ask questions, we need more, a bit more information. Like, I'm not sure you're talking about that. No, we're talking about the other text. Here we go. So I got it over here. Is that the one that starts off, I have a question? I remember we got a couple. You sent me a lot of messages. Is this I got the, I have the, a message the, I'm not uh, calling go, up because I'm not sure. The good evening. More, oh, okay. Look. We've got Baruch Hashem, you've sent one me so second, many messages, I'm going to, here You know what, I, I resend it. Okay, great, you just resent it, thank you. One second. Yes, okay, we'll get it, here we go. Okay. Okay, here we go. Hi, good evening. I look forward to your programs every week. It's very informative, and I have a question. I am the oldest daughter. Whenever I prepare food for Shabbos or Yantiv, or when we have guests, I set the table with a large serving plate in the middle of the table. By each seat, I put out plates, cups, silverware. I pass the serving. Uh, here it is. I pass. Hold on. Just a lot is just popped up over here. Okay. I am... Um, Please forgive me, just reading it over here is just coming up here. I pass the serving plate first to my mother, then I pass it down. My mother wants to eat straight from the serving dish. She tells me I am using my piece of challah, crackers, and I am lifting the salad, tuna dips, etc. And whatever I, whatever I touch, I eat. If I put it in her plate a little, everyone, everything, and pass the plate down to the next person, she gets so upset. I tell her I have to respect you, so I am giving you on your plate so I can pass it down to the guest. She doesn't want me to have dishes to wash. I don't feel comfortable when she's eating out of the large plate, and then I give it to the guest. I'm not, am I not reasonable? How can I make it pleasant between me and my mother and the guest? Thank you so much. Okay, this is a pretty big question. Let's take the question of this and let's discuss it. There is a mother and a daughter where the mother seems to feel very comfortable if she eats from the main plate and it, as if it doesn't disgust anyone else. And the daughter is more sensitive to the edicts, and then she feels that it's not correct and that the other people might not feel comfortable. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much. <laughs> now, the question is, she's asking, is she not right? And the answer is not if you're right or wrong, because in your mother's opinion, she might say, well, the guest is family, the guest doesn't mind, this is what we do in my family, no one cares. It could be very much about etic, like what is the normal process, what's right to do and what's not right to do. Each of these are major lessons, are major efforts that, needs to, that, that it's based on culture, based on where you're at. Now, do you want to say, oh, of course, you have to do it this way and you can't do it any other way? We haven't heard yet your mother's side. So what would you recommend as the answer? It's almost, it's almost like if someone would go to a Hasidic Shatish and they're not used to seeing, taking the shrayim. Yes. But if you are from that culture, it's not a problem. And or imagine you're someone that you're eating pizza, 
and you're eating a slice of pizza, you're holding it and you're gobbling down that whole big slice in two hands, and then you have someone that's an edict, someone that is from a more proper place and go, is this really how you eat pizza? So unpleasant, so not refined? You don't eat it with a fork and a knife? So a lot about what's right and what isn't right is based on the culture and based on where you're raised. So to the daughter, I don't want to say if it's right or wrong. It's how will you work it out. Rabnissa, what do you say to this? It's definitely because I know that if you go to the Bedouin, you know, they put a bowl sure. of rice in the middle of the table and basically each one are the people picking up uh, with the finger. No forks, no knife, no not plates. And just shove it to the, <laughs> to the mouth. You know, it's, it's not. It's something that uh, it's really a culture. But I, I would right. say that one one sentence that was about the dishes, right? For example, the, that she mother. Uh, so I would say that take yourself a, a responsibility that you wash the dishes and you tell mom, I'm going to wash the dishes. Don't worry about the dishes. Even if it's a winter, it's cold, freezing water. I will wash it. And this is like, first of all, you take the burden from the, the mother. Yes. And the, the other the other subject, you know, that's just try to explain that the mother, that because, you know, maybe here in, in America or in, or in different, you know, that we have a guest that, you know, I have in my house, for example, we have the tradition of the, the Kiddush, you know, we're doing the Kiddush in one cup, you know. Yeah. And some, some guests don't like it, you know, so we give him a small cups. Yeah. So uh, you have to find the the the, the, the right balance between the home tradition and the guest tradition, or you know people that can cannot uh, tolerance this kind of some. I know some people that don't cannot understand how people touching the food by the end. Yeah. So just exactly what you said. So therefore, what would be the recommendation? How does this girl work it out? I think first of all about the dishes, just uh, recommended herself to, to wash the dishes and take the burden for the mother and no, it's no problem. If it's so, if it's still no problem, she can go, I don't know if she has the money, buy a, a, a disposable beautiful dishes to Shabbos and use it as a, a, as a part of, uh, you know, entertainment of the Shabbat, you know. I know the many families that don't like to do uh, dishes in Shabbat. They're buying the, the disposable, the beautiful dishes, only for Shabbat. This is number yeah. one. And second, try to really talk, uh, take the conversation with a, with a mother about uh, different different culture and different mentality about this. It's not all the people like what you see. I think it's we open the conversation will be help a lot. That's right. And I also wonder if you can get the father involved. Sometimes your style... And your mother's style might be a little bit different. I wonder what would happen if you would actually be having your father saying, Todd, could you help me out over here that I'm a little, this is more my nature. I am someone that I feel I am embarrassed, let's say, or if you eat from the plate, from the main plate, when we have guests that bothers me, can we work it out with mommy? Maybe we'll give a separate plate. Maybe whatever will be the answer. Maybe, maybe mommy will say, as, as you wrote over there, she doesn't want you to wash dishes. And you'll be able to clarify with the middle person that I, it hurts me more if you do something that I'm more embarrassed about than the other way around. So, again, it's having a middle person there when you're discussing it, and preferably when it's your father so it's not a big deal. 
The, and then comes the next step, which is they call sort of in the DBT language, they call it radical acceptance. It means what would happen if you can understand that you are not your mother? That means that your mother could do an action that embarrasses you, and it's not you. So many of us make the attachment, and you can just allow it if you can realize your mother is your mother, you are you, she could do whatever she is doing, and it's not representing you. And that is a big part where we that some people are the way they are, and we're not always able to change it. And once you could accept it, it makes it easier. I would say that it's my kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is a big, this is a big thing that's important. Uh, Ramon I will take another caller? Yes. Okay, we'll take the Mrs. O. And this Mrs. Is the o, last great, one. and then we'll finish after this. So yes. Mrs. O, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen on jradio.com. Yes, hello, good evening. First good of all, evening. I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for the line. And Rav Nissen, I thank you for um, the answer that you gave with the Bedouins. I really like that. You know, the answer great. that you just answered, it, it was just yes. good. And then, uh, Mr. Weinberg, I want to give you regards. I saw your book in Erzisrael. I just went to visit. It was just so nice to see it on the shelves over there. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yes. That is so yes. nice to hear that. Yes, I saw it over there. And I personally finished the whole book from cover to cover. And I really loved it. And wow. I don't know if you're going to remember, what I still loved was the story in the back of the mother and the daughter, the mother that was earth and the daughter that was wind. Yes. Can, we share, can you share it with everyone, just everyone listening? Again, the name of the book is Mastering Relationships, because it's about mastering relationships within ourselves and with everyone around us. So go ahead. So can you share with me, or I should say with all the listeners, the story with the, with the mother? That's Earth, and the daughter, um, that's when. I don't remember the exact details, but what I loved about it so much was that the mother thought that she was successful because the first daughter was more like her, and she thought that she did a better job. Yes. And then when her second daughter was different, she thought, oh, maybe I wasn't machanich her the right way. It was such an eye-opener to realize that when the kids are different than you, doesn't mean that you weren't machanich them properly. They're just That's different right. than you. That yes, was the punchline that I loved about the story. Yes. There was so much to that story, but that was a major part where Earth looks at things tachlis and bottom line. So if the kid is just like me and appreciating what I liked and I did a good job and the kid has got the right marks the way I'm expecting and they feel good about themselves, and if the kid is different then they sometimes doubt themselves or they feel guilty and now they have to force or control that child to be just like them. And, yes, that really changes. Once they have the awareness, you can have different, different types and where each of them are successful. Yes, 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 that was a very good story. And I don't know if you're going to remember, but quite a few weeks ago, there was somebody called from England. She said she was Earth and how she drew a picture, how she let the cars go under her. She, yes. you know, like she made a tunnel. Yes, yes. I just loved the way she spoke because I almost felt like I was talking. Mm-hmm. And, what, and what she said that it is, it's interesting, I never had that feeling, but I understood her question that she... You gave her the answer that she should fly. Can you tell me in real practical life what does it mean to start flying? Give me a live example, if you can. Close your eyes and yeah. just picture yourself flying, being an eagle right now. I hear that. Of, I hear that. But in real action, in real action, when I'm acting, when I'm doing something really, what does it mean to fly? So what should I do different than I'm doing? Okay, so I feel you're not getting the concept of flying. That's the earth. 
actually means close your eyes, okay. take a deep breath, and okay. picture that your hands are now wings. And you can take a deep breath to slow down. And then as okay. you're exhaling, you feel you can do a major push with your wings, and now you're soaring high. But it's not about soaring high. The goal is you're actually able to read the wind. You're able to feel it. And with each wind, with each, let's say, with each flap of the wings, you're able to recognize exactly how to push the, where to put the wings, where to push the ear at that exact spot. So you're one with the ear. In fact, it's like when you're swimming, that you're able to feel the water and push the water with the right amount, you know, to go quicker or slower. And if you want to go underwater, then you know how to move your hands at a different angle. So now you'll pull yourself under and, like, you know how to bend your body. Feel now that you're that eagle and you're able to read the wind. And as you're going higher and higher, you could look down and you're just not having anymore that little view of just your view. Now you get to see the entire scene. But while you're seeing the scene, you're also paying attention to the wind, to the next place where you're going to go. And how's the wind changing? And now you're going to change the muscles of the wings, of the strength, on how to stay on your path. It's now, beautiful. Your muscle is beautiful. And I don't feel tightening when you say that. I'll tell you the truth. I just came off a plane, and I watched myself going up in the air and watching the wings, like how they bend up and down, that they should be able to go up. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. It was fascinating. It was just fascinating to watch myself fly. But how does it happen in real life? And like, what? So, do you feel what I'm saying? The muscle is stunning. I love it. So can I change your words a little and change it differently? What you're saying is you're still so grounded that you hear it all, but you're not able to internalize it. Right. How do I do it in real? Like, what should I do different so those are to make myself fly? That is called mindfulness. So the simple solution, the simple tool is when you do an, a task, let's say when you're walking, just walk very slow and pay attention, start paying attention to your body. So walk slow and just, if you try walking slow, you're going to notice all of a sudden so many different muscles in your feet because now you're walking slower. So when you're walking, we're usually not mindful. We go into the automatic part of the brain. What you're saying now is you need to practice being in the moment. A simpler and easier technique is just putting your hands in water and, as, and touch the water. So let's say you're going to have a little cup, fill it up and just touch it and pay attention to that. So you're now being mindful, you're going into the moment and you're not having your mind thinking about everything else that you're doing. The more you do one step and you pay attention, the more you're going to connect. So what you're actually asking is, how do I connect to myself? So your mind and your oh, yeah. body are a little separated. So you're able to think about it, but you're not experiencing it. And it's practice. Mindfulness is practice. Mm -hmm. Because this I thought that Earth, Earth does live in the moment because I very much live in the moment. But Earth lives on the moment I'm, of doing. I'm so not this type of person who worries about no, the no, future. No, 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 you're not getting me. Earth is the moment of doing. You're not in the moment of creative. You're not in the moment of feeling. You're, what do I need to do now? You're not feeling your body. Like when I just described what it's like to fly, I felt it. You're not connecting. That is the job of Earth. That's exactly why we write the danger of Earth. What do I need it? How do I get there? I don't understand it. That's exactly the downside of Earth. And you need to okay. learn it's that. Still, there it's are the still, skills it's still and the tricky tips. to me. 
So why did I enjoy the experience of flying? Well, that's because we like or we hate what we need the most. Meaning? And you know this is what you need. You enjoyed it, but you're not able to integrate it in your daily life. And that's probably, I'm assuming now, that that's what you need to get. That's why you're asking this question, how do I get it? I hear it, but I don't feel it. And that's called mindful. That's the concept. Every time we make a bracha, when was the last time, not just you, this is almost anyone, when we make a bracha or a shahakal or a mezainus or a hamaitzi or a hadama, and we're actually being mindful of, I am now thanking Hashem for everything that I have. And then when you eat the food, you're actually being mindful about the food. That is mindfulness. So when you eat something, if you can stop for a moment and not talk to someone, not be on the phone, not cook, not clean, not prepare the next portion, just pay attention. Mindful is when we do our daily tasks, whatever we're doing, just pay attention to that and feel it. Absorb it. So when you're eating, notice the taste. You'll say, wow, it does taste different. Now that I'm actually paying attention to it. I sometimes have it when I snack. I could just eat so much an entire bag of whatever it should be and go, hold on, no, just take one piece. Let's say if it's a potato chip, let's say it's a popcorn when I'm being more conscious. Let's say it's a fruit or a vegetable that I'm eating. How can I put it in my mouth just eat one at a time? Imagine popcorn, right? You know popcorn we just stuff in our mouth? Imagine you just take one popcorn at a time and you eat it and you're being mindful at it. It changes the entire dynamic. Okay. So that is the exercise for you. Try it for just four okay. days in a row, just five times. So you have to do five times for about a minute. Do a task and just pay attention to that task. That's all. Uh, Ramon Dechai. Yeah. First of all, I want to say that every bracha with us, you know, and the, the Zohar said, Asher, Baruch, Ata, Asher, Yatsar, Asher, you know, this mm-hmm. is the letters of Rosh. Asher Aleph Shin Reish is Rosh, mm-hmm. it's Ed, and everything is in our Ed, basically. You have to basically combine it with our Ed. And uh, I am not want to mix here with the Zen Tai Chi, though, but uh, yeah. it's kind of meditation, basically, that everything is done slowly, slowly. Every yeah. single movement of the body is doing, uh, I used to practice many years of this, and it's amazing to see how you control every piece of your body about slowly, slowly, and you feel every uh, everything. And this is like you can take yourself to a different level. I, I would say that this right, put more attention. And Rabbi Miller Zatzal said that, for example, when you used to eat, you used to take the spoon, one spoon at a time, put the spoon in his mouth, take it down, put it on the table, leave the spoon. Bring it again. <laughs> Up this this is a self control. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Okay, that sounds like a good exercise. Mm-hmm. It's very tough. <laughs> yeah. Putting down you the You could read up a lot of mindfulness. There's a lot of books written about it. It's, it's, it's funny that you're saying it because I think I'm such a mindful person. I always yeah. think of the moment. I'm not this person who prepares for six years in advance. I do what I'm doing now. Good. I'm not denying that. It could be that you're doing it, but you need to now feel it. So you're aware, you're thinking, excellent. You're, you're ahead of most people. Now you just have to do the last step, and that's feel it. 
When mm-hmm. you're doing the task, feel it. If you're baking, feel the dough on your hands. When you're cooking, feel it. You're cleaning that chicken, mm-hmm. feel it. You're cleaning the floors, feel it. You're shaking someone's hands, feel it. You're eating, mm-hmm. feel it. Do it slower mm-hmm. and pay attention mm-hmm. how it's connecting to you. Mindfulness is it's going to you. I hear, I hear. I love, I love what Rav Nissen said with putting down the spoon after every bite. I think that's a good exercise. Excellent. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fantastic exercise. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, thank okay. you. Thank, thank you to all the callers. Certainly. Thanks, thanks to all the caller and thanks to all the caller that are waiting in line because really yeah. we we have to sh- to f- to finish the show. Yeah. We have a families also. So. Yeah. Thank you. Have a lot everyone. Yes, certainly, and have a wonderful evening. Good night and thank you. Good night. Thank you. Yeah, certainly.